Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hello guys, welcome back. Just another week now. Uh, last week didn't do the weekly update because I was busy um, doing the 100 episode podcast as well as something else came up mid other week so i apologize but this week um we have um, quite a bit of things going on basically the down zone just go yo yo up and down up and down up and down and i said before the closer we go closer to um the election u.s election day and the more we're actually going to see um the, um, the blame game going on basically you know and uh, it's quite quite funny in a way because the stock market go yo-yo up and down um donald trump's obviously has always been uh put himself first to say here how wonderful he have done uh job he had done as a president in u.s and you know give uh um the stock market really you know come up a lot um uh, tax they paid and those kind of stuff um rebate and stuff um yeah, but then the, it shows himself later on at the end of the uh, presidency that he cannot car, um, handle the coronavirus and the Black Lives Matter things just continue around and then how um, a lot of underlying problems that we've in America are just showing up, like, you know, how the police generally treating black people uh, and, and also the court system, how, you know, uh, when... Um, white officers, you know, shoot uh, black, uh, either female or male, and the court seem to somehow decide the officers don't need to be charged at all. Um, that's really uh, beyond me. Um, but basically, that's what is actually going on at the moment. But the market don't seem to care and just going down at the moment. And yeah, Monday it's sort of gone down 500 points. Um, a bit of scared of second lockdown, which is sort of um, progressive is doing UK. Um, my child's gone, gone back to university, so lucky it's not in the university that's been locked down, but they, they're all worried. Um, they even in Bath University, where I stay here, two universities here, the main university, Bath University here in the UK, is talking about, you know, if the pandemic, uh, if peop, if the COVID-19 sort of spread, they might not even allow to, um, all the kids to go home for Christmas or just to stay at school or stay at university accommodation kind of thing. So it's quite, you know, quite uh, scary for them. Um, and then uh, obviously the there's um, um, obviously the spat continue between U.S. and China, and then it's not, it's not helping um, the index either. But then, uh, like I said before, um, last couple of weeks, the the market down Jones seems to be going down a bit, and is uh, having this big yo-yo up um, up a couple of hundred points and dive five hundred points, and then up a little bit and down a hundred points. That's that's what's happening last week. More and more, so five on Mondays minus five hundred pounds. Tuesday up hundred forty pounds. Wednesday minus five hundred twenty-five pounds. Thursday got up about two hundred or three hundred pounds, uh, and and then lost it, and also up like fifty pounds or something. And then Friday got up three sixty pounds, or something in that area. So just uh, yo-yo, going up and down, up and down, a lot. But then um, as far as we're concerned, the the, the main thing, the main thing in the market is really the gold. That uh, I've been saying, you know, it's uh, this 1910, 1920 is quite a strong uh, 
uh, support because it was the previous height before back in the 2011 area. But that don't seem to be holding at all. Um, now it have broken, I think, on, on Wednesday or something. It just basically broke down. It did try to go below on Tuesday last week. Um, um, but then it uh, we came back up to 19, uh, 1900, but then it just lost it on Wednesday, just continued to stay low. So now the next bid basically is around f- 1850 at the moment. But uh, I think it's just, um, uh, in a way for me, it's healthy. We we treat because it have gone up quite a bit from what I initially think, what, 12, 1300, that kind of area in the start of the year, and then, you know, gone up to like, you know, 2000 or something so it's like 20 30 percent um increase and then come back down maybe five ten percent is even 20 percent still quite normal because i think there's a long-term uh, possibility of you know go going up but definitely this year's gone up already and next year i think it's gone up again so a uh, little bit of uh well we a retracement of the up uptrend is good so let's uh help the bull run a bit more to stay longer that's just my view the other thing obviously is uh, is donald trump's actually you know um allowing um wechat to be be used in you um in us or not and the other thing also uh of course is uh by that uh, uh tiktok basically i mean on the whole you see how donald trump and the, and the us government basically say um, this you uh China apps or Chinese equipment, Huawei, etc. are um dangerous. They are storing um U.S. citizens' information and, sh- and you send it back to China, to Chinese army, whatever Chinese government, and do something. And we don't want those kind of stuff happening. But then, what well, it then shows up is oh, um, if um we allowed um um. Uh, TikTok to to work in um, what you call in uh, in US will be fine so long as uh, the the um, US um, industries or company have a big majority of it have a say and uh, and the, whatever the Saudis um, have to pay a lot of money to the US Fed as well I think that's just a lot of bollocks as far as I'm concerned part of my language but I mean it should be if it's bad if the countries think. Chinese uh, equipment or applications, or whatever software, how it is, is bad. They should ban it. Just like look at what India does. Uh, maybe a bit extreme, but it, 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 nobody sees anything because India say that's not good. These apps are not good. All these other apps, quite a lot of other apps, they think it's not good, and they basically ban it. You're not allowed to download. You're not allowed to have it at all in the country. They didn't say anything. All they say is just uh, yeah, national security. But that is what they actually mean it. Okay, but for U.S. it's more like, oh, it depends if I can actually uh, have a big majority of that company controlled by American uh, hands, then I'll be fine. And that sort of stuff is like, it's silly. And also, oh, if you have to sell it to American, uh, the Chinese have sell it to American, I have to pay as a big fee. And it's just silly. And then the WeChat basically is saying, okay, I'm going to ban that on, on last Sunday, or th- today it's supposed to be. Uh, yes, some um, people in the um, in U.S. challenging the WeChat ban. But then now the, the government actually said, oh, so long as you use it for communicating with other people in China or doing business using WeChat which are in China, then that will be fine. So so if a app is a uh, national security concern, it's just ban the damn thing. So why suddenly go back and say, oh, um, certain conditions, you're allowed to use it. Well, what do you mean that certain conditions? The certain conditions still involve American users, right? 
or Asian American or people of America doing business in China. And uh, so if that's bad, then why don't they use it? And the other thing is, um, why, why don't they just follow what uh, India does, you know, ban the damn thing? And then at least everybody's here quiet. Fair enough, China might jump in them, but at least, you know, it's consistent what uh, the U.S. government is saying. These apps or equipment are bad, therefore I'm not allowed to use it within, this, within America, which is fine. Um, that's, that's the train of thought, but then don't go and say one minute is national security concern, next minute is, oh, I think about it, maybe this group of people that could be allowed to use. Because of what? I personally feel it's because of uh, um, the election coming up. Um, the other thing is, if they touch us, I mean, um, from Huawei, they, they touch Huawei, ZTE, um, and um, WeChat, but why the hell did the US government didn't say Alibaba was bad. Now, Alibaba is basically a platform, uh, a bit like eBay, but allowing people to sell and buy things with, with Ch- Chinese manufacturers. And it's been operating in the U.S. for quite a long time, and also have the you know, stock actually in the U.S. stock, uh, Nasdaq as well. Now, they, they are, um, Jack Ma has always been talking about big data and stuff like that. Uh, depends really where the data are stored, maybe U.S., maybe in Asia or Europe or somewhere in China, I don't know. But then, why didn't U.S. government say um, Alibaba, which has you know got quite a lot of data for quite some time as well, and always been using you know big data uh, um, information to try to you know and enhance your services and stuff? Why didn't it say that to say um, this um, Alibaba app is a national security concern? It's been collecting uh, a lot of information, and they even accuse Alibaba, you know the. Um, the uh, Jack Ma is uh, um, um, communist, you know, part of the communist party. But in China, you have to. That's part of it. You know, if you're doing business, if you're doing big, you have to, you know, be part part of the Chinese government. That's just just the way it is. But then, um, why didn't America say Alibaba is supposed to be banned as well? I mean, there's some stupid news. I think it's a Fox or CNBC or something to, you know, try to go around and try to um, get. Um, Donald Trump to hint if it's go uh, um, uh, ban Alibaba or not. I think about a month or two ago, and then Alibaba shares job and all. But he actually say there's many. Com- uh, Donald Trump said there's many companies in America that uh, Chinese company that American can can uh, do something about, like what they've done to uh, Huawei or um, TikTok and WeChat kind of thing. But they never directly mention Alibaba. Simply, my view is because Alibaba as a platform is helping a lot of American buy and sell things over the platform to Asian countries, especially in China. And that is uh, a vital market for, for US export, so to speak, and also to buy things from China itself. So a lot of small, medium-sized businesses uses Alibaba to buy things, you know, trade uh, with the Chinese uh, counterparts in China. So um, that that's why, because they, they, they stopped it. You know, they didn't want to... Um, hurt a lot of the Chinese um, businesses, and therefore, you know, hurt, hurting the the vote, so to speak. So from 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 down on, you actually also see how bad it is that, you know, um, U.S. government may say one thing, but actually, uh, whatever they do is whatever they think is uh, good for them. That kind of stuff, do whatever they like, so long as you know, don't hurt the bottom line. Continue with the dominance, so to speak, and it is just very sad. And um, this sort of shows up as well in the in the uh, World Trade Organization, I think last, uh, la- a couple of weeks ago on the 15th, yeah, 15th of September, uh, um, 
World Trade Organization basically said the um, after China complained to World Trade Organization about U.S. tariffs on the Chinese goods importing to America, the World Trade Organization ruled last uh, fifteen Tuesday, fifteen of September, to basically say the U.S. imposed tariffs on Chinese goods um, and services is illegal, and basically just say you know. Uh, U.S. should, you know, or China and the U.S. should work together, but basically just say, you know, U.S. is bad. I, in a way, it's a disappointing for U.S., but it also says something internally that I think World Trade Organization internally has um, got a lot possible, a lot of uh, unhappy voices, you know, um, Canada, Mexican, uh, the EU, who basically the, has been working really well uh, with um the U.S. government in the past, but then Donald Trump comes in, basically just torn all the, all the agreement from previous U.S. administration uh, into shreds, and then you know we do it again, and then you know and then claim it's going to be so much better, but there's hardly any much differences. But always threaten uh, its counterparts, its partners, and stuff. So people, a lot of people in the and in, in the UN and the World Trade Organization basically just doesn't want to give support to America and try to use this. Uh, um, this um, um, what do you call this this tariff um, ruling? They basically just tell the U.S. that it it, it stop bullying them, uh, and they basically indirectly just basically just tell U.S. to you know back off, you know don't don't be so nasty to them. And it has been you know quite quite bad to Canadian. I mean the U.S. has been quite bad to yeah, Canadian and so is the Mexican, um, and also to to European as well. I think um, the more um, if U.S. government continue to do this, I think it just could be more and more for other people to gang up together to go against uh, America. You already seen um, China and Russia and Iran doing things together, buying uh, selling services or and other um, products using their own currencies, and then um, um, I think this just only continue. And it's not going to be interest to uh, the American government or the American businesses at all. And um, but I think that there's two two things that always stands out on that one is basically dominance of American uh, policies, you know, foreign policy, whatever it is, and also the the U.S. dollars, you know, um, because I think the U.S. dollar is always is is the biggest threat uh, for for them because if people stop using or start to lose faith and not using as much U.S. dollars, they're getting worried the stability of U.S. dollars because the U.S. government bring out so many so much money and so much U.S. dollar and send it around the world. If for some reason nobody wants it or start to we choose to reliance on U.S. dollars, then they may not be able to constantly you know just print more money. You know other com other country may not even want it. And then there's also possibility of um, what you call chi China, um, by um, and other countries or in Russia together, basically just ignore um, U.S. dollars, don't use them, and they're actually doing it now. Just very bartering, do you know, using their internal um, uh, currencies. But then this feeling spread to let's say Africa, let's uh, spread it to um, Asia, maybe Europe. Then Americans, U.S. dollar days were really bad. Uh, we probably would be ending very soon. But what what can American government do? You know, if this happens, and they might you know go. Unfortunately, maybe happen like what Russia used to do, or USSR default on the rubles, and then you know it default on U.S. Um, bonds payments and stuff. Then it'll be really really bad for the for the U.S. currency. But that is just like probably a long shot for now. But then just that scare. You know, just really worry about. 
the uh, worry the U.S. government. Remember, Euro, the Europeans were trying to put Euro uh, on power as U.S. Um, currency as alternative. Um, then you got subprime happening. Happen after that. Now, me might say, you know, that's totally um, different things. They're not related. But uh, why is it so much co coincidence? And um, and also, I think uh, Syria or uh, that's why it was trying to trade um, the oil and stuff in uh, in other currency instead of U.S. Uh, currency, Libya, that kind of thing. And then now uh, look at how the country is, you know, in, in war and turmoil. But uh, it just it's just my view that slowly and surely we see a lot more of the um, how the U.S. you know dominance and try to protect its dominance, and uh, especially U.S. dollars and they bully other people. Um, but I think the other things that's not being talked about much at the moment. My personal is um, last week. Um, I think a couple of months ago already said it. Grain, you know, grain prices sort of uh, slowly moved up. They've gone above the 200 days moving average, and have paused a little bit, but it's gone up again now. So I basically say, if that's the case, have gone up like this. What um, um, what does that mean, basically? And I said before, we worry about you know not enough food going around with the locust things that sort of still. I believe it was actually still still happening, um, and that hasn't been actually reported much because COVID nineteen, of course, that cover. Uh, it's just dominant news and the spat between the US and China dominant news and so forth and of course the Black Lives Matter issue but you know the food is not enough being sent around us uh, I think that is actually is, is, is happening I mean this uh, how, how how often you see a leader of the world to go around uh, in their own country and say you know stop wasting food you know uh, President Xi in China did you know say that to his own Chinese people to say you know stop you know having uh, banquet, you know, wasting food and stuff like that. I mean, the Western world has been wasting food all the time. Look at how you know we we recycle our our food food waste. It's quite bad, you know. We get used to it, but this year I think particularly worrying because COVID nineteen stopping a lot of people working, a lot of farmers uh, having problems, and also of course you see you know the the way the the uh, consumer domestic consumer consumptions and then business consumption uh, is quite different. So the agriculture. Uh, produce that produce for those markets slightly different as well, and they can't they don't really merge together. You know, it's not a centralized system. They can supply both segments, but you know they have their own separate uh, pipes. And then so a lot of food got wasted uh, for the uh, businesses uh, supplying for the businesses, but there's just not enough going on uh, maybe for for the consumers, so to speak. So I think the grain prices is something to worth watch out for it's already gone above 200 day moving average so i think um it might some have some legs funny enough though hawks you know uh pop bellies haven't got you to move them up much it's gone up a little bit and come back down again so uh, i think basically grains is something that you should look at as well the other thing i think uh need to uh need to watch out is october coming now so i think um this um um care act in america sort of stopped um today i think starting from tomorrow basically the bailout to stop um to stop companies in america to uh hold, hold on his staff to stop it from firing those staff and make them redundant uh coming to an end american government still 
not having um, an agreement yet to the Senate and stuff to actually pass a, a new stimulus bill to keep to help the company to keep hold of the staff. So same thing for UK as well. Um, it, at the end of the day, it's like how how can, how long can the government help local companies to hold on to the staff? They have come to a point that government can only do so much. And then I think we will start seeing a lot more, you know, people getting laid off from October onwards. And it's very close to the US, US election. And so they'll probably see a lot more volatility coming around around in the in the US stock market, which basically lead around the world anyway. So the stock market around the world for next month or two, uh, I think, uh, next six weeks basically before the election it's going to be quite volatile especially october uh, it's generally a uh, a month that there's a lot of hiccups you know not necessarily having a crash uh every year but then there's a higher chance for some reason in october so uh better watch out on those time and uh, basically that's the end of my podcast for this week and next is the update of my weekly um, um share portfolio coming up next Okay, first of the bat is uh, Apple. Um, uh, since last week, I haven't done an update, so this is basically compared to what happened to two weeks ago. So um, for this week, anyways, uh, short term is a sell, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. So still hang on there with Apple, it's going up and down a little bit, but um, um, long term is still a buy, short term though is a sell. Uh, next is Amazon, uh, short term is a sell, medium and long term is both neutral. Um, Australian dollars against US dollars, well that is sound like a sell at the moment for short term, medium and long term is still neutral. Um, on the Australian dollars really it reflects the US dollar index. Um, it have um, US dollar I think went down to the index gone to like 90. 91 or 92 or something quite low and decided to jump back up to 94 at the moment. It might even go up to 90, 90 back up to 96, but uh, like I said before, the world of money that the uh, US feds have been printing uh, doesn't really help the US dollar. So we just have to see how, how things are going. Uh, but Australian dollar basically, uh, the recent upsurge is uh, paused and uh, basically now it's going a bit sideways and coming down now. So we just basically have to see what was going on. Uh, so probably a dem- demonstration of a short term of a uh, U.S. dollar strength at the moment. How long will it last? Who knows? We just have to uh, keep your powder dry. Basically, just follow your systems and uh, don't guess. If you guess, um, you never know what will happen next. The market always like you do silly things, things that are out of your ordinary, and then you get you know um, uh, kicked out, so to speak, and uh, not following the trend and uh, miss the trade. So stay on the trade on that one. Next is uh, Brent crude. Uh, short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. So it's a WTI, short term is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. So this one um, um, could always sort of like after we reach the 200 day moving average for both Brent crude and WTI, it sort of like, you know, slow down a bit. And But uh, short term wise, so we cover a little. Uh, medium term is neutral, long term is still a sell on that one. So uh, I think about $40. For the crude oil and stuff, I think it's about right at the moment. So uh, with the pandemic still waging around the world, people are not traveling internationally. I don't really see this kind of, you know, you know, go do too too much here. Will it go back down to minus thirty seven, minus one hundred? I doubt that, but um, I probably um, 
I think it'll be very slow, like slow coming out, probably slow going back down, but I don't think it'll be too too low because there's still trade going on, but it's just very jittery at the moment between um, countries, you know, sending people around the countries as well as people driving, some businesses opening and closing. Um, so definitely there's some demand better than, you know, total lockdown around the world, but um, um, the demand is very patchy at the moment. So watch out. Next is uh, DAX uh, in Germany. Short term is turned to sell now. Uh, medium term is neutral. Long term is also neutral. So, uh, yep, DAX um, very much what from in Germany, in France, and Europe, and as well as UK as well. So a lot of lockdown, second wave, third wave, whatever wave you're talking about. But it's just inevitable. People uh, coming out from lockdown start to mingle each other, enjoying the the sunshine, so to speak, and you know, come together. And then the the fire just go past around, doesn't matter which country you're from. And then obviously, COVID nineteen just go raise your circular head. Um, so I think the the faster, the earlier we have a vaccine, the more people have more um, um, confidence to come out. Um, I mean, me basically is definitely one, especially for my children. I think a lot of parents will be worried about for the child as well, uh, as well as for the the older parents, uh, the elderly who may be in uh, nursing homes and uh, who have um, other sickness, and just really worry about what COVID nineteen may affect them. So let's hope uh, we have a vaccine soon. Next is Dow Jones in U.S. Short term is a sell, medium term is neutral, long term is still neutral. So this downward trend uh, is continuing. Dow Jones, one thing worth mentioning, I think I spotted like uh, about three, four weeks ago, but it's slowly coming to um, into form now, uh, two weeks ago, and shows up a bit last week. Basically, it's a head and shoulder um, formations in Dow Jones. Now, for trend following, I don't really care. I just follow my trend system. And when I see chart patterns, uh, I basically just additional, that I treat that as additional uh, information for me to basically watch out uh, what uh, should I continue shorting or not. It's just more confirmation. But as far as I'm concerned, um, if the head and shoulder things actually works, you might go down to tw- um, the Dow Jones anyway, 26,000, uh, maybe slightly lower than that, just using the head and shoulder formation and 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 do the calculation from there. But um, who cares if the trend follow? I just uh, follow the trend. Short term is a sell. Uh, I basically just say, okay, sell short term then. But uh, something to watch out for. So if you try to buy the dip, uh, watch out. There may be a lot of ups and downs this month, especially with the uh, U.S. election coming up. But the long term things is still uh, short term. Short term is uh, sell, medium and long term is still neutral. And it's not really in making headways up and either way, either go up or go down at the moment. So uh, just have to watch out. Next uh, is FTSE in UK, short term is a sell, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. So not much happening here, uh, more or less going sideways, slow death kind of thing. Uh, yeah, the COVID-19 shut down and um, uh, quite a lot. I think uh, BBC News was saying about uh, half of the country's people in UK is under lockdown or something. Uh, one way or another, uh, basically, the, in general cases, the restaurant have to close by 10 o'clock, so no pubs out of 10, but it doesn't stop people buying drinks uh, from off-license, basically, from, you know, corner shops and just drink on the street. Still, people still gather, gather around. Um, uh, yeah, there's additional restriction to say not allowed to gather more than six people in a group from two households, that kind of thing, but at night, how many policemen has been, you know, uh, around to actually keep keep that uh, observe that. I mean, th- this pandemic showed up two things basically. I think 
person I think of it. I mean, this is in UK and Russia, but another country. Main, mainly is uh, our uh, medical uh, establishment basically been uh, been cut back and cut back. So is the police as well. So it's a, a lot of nurses are doing a lot of what doctors have done. GPs as well, general practitioner doing what other doctors are doing. Uh, they have to work a lot, a lot long hours, and so there's less of them basically going around for you know hundred thousand people per hundred thousand people in UK, so to speak, and their workload is like. You know, really, really, you know, heavy. So it's the nurses, and the same thing for the uh, Bobby on on beat, so to speak. You know, the policeman. Um, and then now they ask to like, you know, suddenly that big load, big load of you know, uh, virus, um, pandemic, and then uh, policing of how people interact with each other. And just, just for me, basically, in in my view, it's just really short-sighted. Uh, in this, uh, in in UK anyway, and now they try to pump up with you know having more people going into the both nursing as well as uh, policemen, but I think a bit too late at the moment personally. Anyway, next is gold. Um, short term is a sell. New medium term is neutral. Long term is neutral. So like I said before, um, gold is a bit funny. Um, this for the last month or two has gone sideways. 1920, 1910 seems to be you know quite good support, but then it's finally broken last week, and it's gone down to you know 1850. But I think this uh, is is healthy. I will say yeah, fair enough. So I've trend following just a short uh, short go in the moment, but I think uh, personalized you know, it should still be um, there's some some more legs to go next next year as well. So we just basically wait and see. But if, uh, if uh, um, whatever I do, just I always follow my system. My system says short, um, short term is a sell, basically just sell that for now. Uh, next is Hong Kong index, uh, Hang Seng. Short term is a sell, medium term is a sell, long term is a sell, so basically sell across the board. Um, COVID-19 wave 3, whatever you call it, is happening in um, in Hong Kong. Um, China's issue with the uh, security law, that kind of things, and uh, spat between uh, US and China on uh, Taiwan doesn't help either. Um, and, um, so we just basically, we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how things go. Fun, funny how America suddenly go around um, Asia, they say, I know we will uh, support you to go against China because China's been bullying you guys. It's where you look at South, East, uh, South China seas, how China has been you know, grabbing so many sea uh, shorelines, so to speak, and also building um, uh, man-made um, uh, islands and stuff, claiming water lines uh, for fishery rights and oil rights and stuff. Um, but they have been doing, China have been doing that for the last, I think, five years or so. Nobody says much. And now suddenly America come over and say, yeah, I'll help you. Did they actually help before? No. Suddenly now feel be a good time to uh, raise this issue and then say, I'll come over and help. But how much can American actually help? I think a lot of this just is a BS hot air for me. It's just the election year. So um, um, just see what Donald Trump can uh, I, I think you just try to mirror the situation. As far as I can see, um, America is not really going to help Hong Kong Chinese, is it? They're not going to help Taiwan either. But they will actually make it difficult for China to unify Taiwan and you know, to help people in Hong Kong to you know, 
um, one way or another, try to help them. The, America is not going to help them at all. Just trying to make it uh, difficult for China to govern Hong Kong as well as uh, try to have a you know reunification with Taiwan. Um, think think of it politically. It, basically, China and Hong Kong is more like two sore points for Europeans in general, leading by U.S. to basically poke at China to cause China pain. But one way or another, China is basically is more or less having quite fed up, having enough. So sooner or later, if America just want to go to war for Taiwan, I think um, it's not going to happen. By the time Taiwan um, try. China was already on the Taiwan, Taiwanese strains and on the Taiwan Taiwan's land. For the American actually come on online and then try to bomb uh, China and help out, I don't think it's going to happen. But um, who knows what will happen so far? Because as far as I'm concerned, it's being Chinese here in UK. I, I also feel very concerned for 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 China basically and Taiwanese people as well, because there's uh, there's so much um, going on with the. Yeah, Chinese warplane being flying around Taiwan, and then American warplane doing a few stop apparently in in Taiwan as well. So it's a, a show a string between the two forces, and then who is gonna get get uh, hurt? I think not probably not not China or U.S. Most likely Taiwanese, and just worry about uh, the, the Taiwanese people. I uh, just just hope uh, this never never comes to pass. Um, next is um. In the list is Nasdaq. Um, short term is a sell, medium term is neutral, long term is a sell. So, NASA basically lead the way to go up. Now it's also lead the way coming down. So we just have to see what happens. One thing though for Nasdaq, I think people, which I did mention earlier, I think people ought to start looking at the semiconductors. Now my view is this: very simple, very logical. Um, this supply chain issue that um, um, COVID nineteen shows up. So it's not just um, um, what you call the semiconductors issue, um, industry, also car parts and then clothing and everything else. But semiconductor, is especially in this case, because uh, of the trade war between China and and US, and um, which forces Huawei uh, in this particular one to uh, start its development quicker to speed up its. Uh, uh, research and development, which they spend a lot of money in anyway on 5G, they will talk about 4, 6G or so. And if US is basically um, forcing China not able to buy some of the chips and not allow China or uh, Huawei in this case to use Google's or Google Map, whatever, what do you think the Chinese will do? You think Chinese just go lie down, just take it, like, you know, Iraq, you know, just lie there, Afghanistan? No. It just go do its things. China is just gonna continue to do its thing, which is roll out five G. Huawei is uh, continue gonna buy American chips if the American allowed to. But in the background, I would I would bet you, I mean, a dollar for a donut, donut. Um, basically, they will continue uh and put more money on the uh, research and development and and come up with their own chips, semiconductors and and uh, another uh Android like or whatever software to use to power their phones and then using Southeast Asia around kind of thing, at least for their own, you know, uh, Huawei phone. And if that happens, then I basically say adios to a lot of uh, semiconductors companies in America. Uh, and basically say like Intel, you know, uh, 
of Qualcomm, um, so you said um, Qualcomm, that's kind of thing, um, because they sell a lot of those um, semiconductors and chips, computer chips to to China and manufacturers over there. Um, if Huawei basically just turn around and say, okay, uh, thank you, but no thanks, I'm not buying any more American chips now because I can develop their own, maybe be not as advanced, but if they can continue and supply themselves, why not? Then why is what's the point going to America and buy let American government to play its tricks and stuff? And as well as Google's and uh, other things. Well, I think it will, we will come to a point next five or ten years you'll see China actually see this as as uh, as a way forward just like it, it learns how um, to cope with export you know uh, turning export into more self you know uh, internal sales uh, um, um, lead kind of inter- industry and market instead of you know selling things into Europe selling thing into America back in um, um, supply market during 2007-2008 time. Um, so uh, I think it will be same same thing here now. People talk about the China, you know, moving away manufacturing from China. I think overall what happens then is um, the people in the, basically in China will basically just do similar thing. If America or European doesn't like them, they just try to manufacture themselves or go to somewhere that is welcome. Into the arms of um, Africa, maybe, and definitely into uh, Russia as well. So um, China's just going to lie down and just let let people do things. So um, so people might not want the uh, manufacturing being done in China, but China is also may not want to be more uh, that much reliance to uh, other countries, especially in Europe, in America, or Australia. And therefore, uh, this globalization that Jack Ma has been talking about, that has been helping American and Europeans and basically the West in general for the last 30 years or so, sort of come to an end. And um, I hope there's no Cold War, but uh, all these small things definitely got to happen. And uh, one way or another, it's got to affect the stock market. So watch out on semiconductors as far as I'm concerned. Next is uh, Nikkei in uh, Japan. Um, funny enough, where everybody else is down, Nikkei short term is a buy, new medium term is neutral, long term is still a buy. Still up there, still doing well. So a bit odd, even though you have um, we have a new leader, you have COVID nineteen problem. Um, um, what you call um, Olympics couldn't start this year because of COVID nineteen, but it's still the market's still gone up. So a bit strange, but uh, who cares? That is what happened in trend following. Um, you think the market should follow America, uh, stock market in general, but it didn't just have its own local climate, so to speak, and then going up itself is instead of going down. So this kind of thing you need to be, be careful of. So always follow your system. Don't just follow what the news say or what your head say. Follow the method. Follow your system. Next is uh, silver. Short term is a sell, medium and term term is a neutral. So just following what the gold does, basically. Um, I just basically see, you know, um, whatever go goes, silver also follows. So, um, I just have to basically um, just just watch out. Just, but I also feel, yeah, silver probably have more more say next year. But we just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, next is U.S. dollar against Chinese yuan. Uh, short term is now uh, turn to buy. Uh, beginning in long term still a sell. So there is a um, a little bit of weakening of the uh. Chinese one oh, over the last uh, couple of weeks or so. So um, it's doing a little turn with this turn, actually turn up. Um, who, who knows? But uh, we just have to watch the space. 
Next is US dollars against Japanese yen. Short term is a sell, medium and long term is still a sell. So basically, just across the board, um, US dollar weakness, Japanese yen strength. Is it really strength? Uh, it could be. People are made more happy maybe with the new leadership. And therefore, the yen strength has gone up as well, but also as far well as uh, the uh, stock market in America is all downturn a bit. So people um, fly to safety, basically gone to Japanese yen for now. Uh, next is British pound against Japanese yen. Um, basically, short term, medium term, long term is sell. And uh, after that is British pound against US dollar. Short term is a sell, medium and long term is neutral. So for British pounds has um, weakened a bit, quite quite a lot, significant I think, ever since US dollars turned uh, from ninety two onwards and coming back up to ninety. Um, I think went down to as low as 91.50 or something, but then it, it come back up, I think it touches as high as 94 last week or something. So it's basically um, US dollar across uh, lots of other major currencies. You see in a turn of the of the chart, so to speak. For British pound, it's no difference. So it's got a short term basic bond turn from buy to sell basically for the last couple of weeks or so. Uh, but also COVID-19 doesn't help. and. Uh, with um, the pounds basically, you know, weakening, um, we just have to wait and see. And also, the other thing is, um, in about next two months or so, we have uh, Brexit. You know, December. You know, December. So we still haven't got much of a agreement with Europe. So most likely, will be a hard exit, and uh, that's gonna be another big hoo-ha for British pound as well. But I think long term will be good for pound. Uh, because it's cheaper currency, therefore cheaper for its export and so forth. More people come to UK to invest or come to travel. Hopefully by then, the next year or so, the vaccines happen. That will be good, uh, I think, for uh, British industry, British uh, um, market in general. So just watch your space. Next is Bitcoin. Uh, short term is a sell, medium and long term is neutral. This will be disappointing. Bitcoin has been trying to break back above 11,000, tried a couple of times the last couple of weeks, but uh, just failed miserably, couldn't even go up much. Um, once you reach around 11,000, you just go, you know, lose his faith and just come back down. So stuck between 10,000 and 11,000 at the moment. We just have to wait and see, but uh, yeah, definitely it's a bit of um, disappointment as far as I'm concerned. Uh, next is uh, TLT ETF to iShares uh, 20. Um, short term is a buy, medium and term term is neutral. Same as more or less two weeks ago. So basically, um, yeah, might be more people go into the bond market when the stock market is generally uh, tanking a little bit at the moment, not much. Uh, last but not least is Tesla. Um, been very, very volatile. Seen it split and losing what? Um, from before, after the split, about four. $450 or something and back down to like 320 you know, lost like 20, 25% within a couple of weeks. And then suddenly, you know, big, uh, got back up again. So uh, short term, medium term, long term is a buy for this, for Tesla. But um, I think Friday or Thursday, they have a call about its uh, future projection and stuff. And they also talk about the big battery day. And then some seems to be very, you know, uh, it's uh, good for the market, so to speak. And uh, the market sort of on, on that, don't seem to like it, and just tank a little bit. <coughs> as far as I'm concerned, um, um, I like Tesla. Personally, I like the car. 
Uh, the battery definitely have legs. I think it's not just about cost, probably other application as well, especially for us, you know. Uh, especially now we have, you know, a lot of people have no have jobs. If we can, you know, self-generate electricity, I mean, less bills as well. Um, and basically that, that will help, uh, you know, alternate generation of power and so forth as well. Just think of that way. But um, but on the other hand, if oil is cheap because nobody using it, why continue um, use alternative energy or, you know, power? Solar panel is kind of thing when oil is so cheap, so and instead of spending all this money, so there's there's two two way to look at it. But I personally I think um, Tesla on on its own you have like the software itself, the battery itself, as well as the car, and um, and I think it's it's gonna be quite quite good. And the car, the concept here is not just gonna be car, it'll be a truck, school bus, um, as well as could be train. It should be on train. I mean. Why? Why not? It's on a you know fixed fixed way uh, uh, wheel uh, to go from A to B anyway, and uh, I think you'll be much more safer personally than uh, uh, people driving. Right? Uh, basically, this is the end of the podcast of this week and the update. And basically, I just want to say, overall, um, October is coming, so be careful. January, October is quite volatile. We also have U.S. election this year. U.S. election a bit more. Tedious. We have obviously <laughs> Donald Trump's in the ram, and we all experience how he is. You know, say one thing one day and they say something else later on, and try to be you know, you know, don't remember what he has said. You know, a lot, f- a lot of controversy. But also see, what I say a couple of weeks ago as well. I don't see this year the election gonna be very smooth. It gonna be. Uh, a lot more challenging. I don't think anybody on the fourth of July or whatever, or fifth of July will know who the new president is going to be. I think it's going to court for stop, just like um, Bush going to be. Um, so, um, so if that's happened, the markets go be you know more a bit more volatile, drag on a bit. But who knows who who will be at the end of the day who who is going to lead America? But I just say you know. God bless America, and I just hope a good leader comes out, or at least Donald Trump, if he get reelected, uh, calm down, don't don't be so rude, and start to do a more, lot more, put more emphasis back home, and look at the Black Lives Matter stuff, look at how the policing, how the how the um, how it's been governed, and also the the laws, um, how how bad it is against the the black people. And I just hope he actually put more energy. Uh, into the country, helping the American fellows, than going around telling the world how to do things. Basically, that's the end of my podcast for this week. I will speak to you next week. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao.